welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Barney Leventino. Welcome to Turn the Page, the uh, podcast of Syosset Library. And I'm um, very, very excited today to uh, have our guest, um, Andrew Child. Andrew is um, co-author, along with Lee Child, of the newest installment in the Jack Reacher series, uh, No Plan B. Andrew, welcome. Thank you, Barney. It's a pleasure to be on, on the show today. Thank you for having me. I, I When I say that I'm excited to have you here, I, I genuinely mean that. I've been a Reacher fan since since the very beginning, uh, way back with The Killing Floor, and um, I'm always looking forward to newest entries. Uh, the latest, as I said, is No Plan B. And um, tell us a little bit about this latest uh, entry and what's going on with Jack Reacher. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and like you, I I was a Reacher fan from the start too. So uh, you know, it's it's amazing to to find myself on the other side of the table now. But yeah, no plan B. Um, it starts out with Reacher in a small town in Colorado. Um, he's gone there because there there was um, a, a, an exhibit at the museum about the Civil War that he was interested in. So uh, he sees that he's ready to leave the following day. And he sees a woman getting run down by a bus and killed. And um, he also sees somebody sneaking up, taking her purse and running away. And everyone else who witnessed this thought it was suicide, thought the woman had jumped. Reacher saw what had really happened. So he uh, he wades in, um, tries to get the police interested, but they, they, they just want to close the case as easily as possible. So he starts digging into it his, on his own and, of course, finds out that there was a lot more at stake than than just this, this one incident. So uh, it, it goes on from there. It travels across the country, winds up in a completely different state, all sorts of things, uh, you know, are uncovered in the course of the investigation. Lots of um, interesting and and um, unanticipated twists and turns in the story. I, I, I loved it. I really enjoyed the book. And you um, you made the comment here that Reacher uh, sees the, um, the bus accident, uh, the supposed bus accident, and wades in. And um, that seems to be his M.O. I mean, Reacher sees things and he is not hesitant about wading in and, and, and getting involved when he sees um, uh, what he senses to be an injustice. He's a, he's a really fascinating character. Um, you are a successful author in your own right um, with your own series of books. Um, and you've now... Um, gotten in, I guess this is the third uh, of the Reacher books that you've been involved in. Um, how did your involvement with the series come about? Um, what was the impetus? Did it come from Lee? Did it come from you? Did it come from somewhere else? And and how did that all come about for you? Well, that's a great question because it, it, the impetus was entirely from Lee. It was something that I had not seen coming. Um, and it turned out that he had been, um, he had been thinking about it for a while because, um, you know, like, I think like all authors, you know, all authors are readers first and foremost. And he always felt 
you know, over the years, reading all kinds of different series. He, you know, he he's felt with some, sometimes you can feel, you can detect that an author has kind of run out of steam, has got to, got to the end. And sometimes they, they keep going too long and the, the, the books that they produce aren't up to the same standard and he made a promise at the beginning of his career he said that he would never allow himself to get to that position if he felt that he needed to if if he felt that he was he was running out of steam that's when he would stop and he said that he got to the point where he, he could see it coming he felt that he had another two or three books left in him and beyond that he 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 really felt it was time to to end things so he's, he was disappointed about that because you know and i mean i can attest to this because over the years i've been to all kinds of events of his you know in the old days before covid when we could do it live <clears throat> events around book launches i went to as many of his as possible and um about the third book, I think it was, somebody in the audience asked, you know, by, by now it was it was clear that Reacher was going to become a series. It was going to keep going. And somebody asked him how many books was he going to write and what was going to happen to Reacher in the end. And um, he said he was going to write 21 books. <laughs> he wound up doing 24 as it happened on his own. But uh, he said 21. And um, he said in the final one, Reacher was going to, lead to death alone on the on the floor in a filthy motel bathroom somewhere you know in in some small town in America and um I was I looked around the room and I could see people doing the math you know they were like okay so we're three books in there is going to be 21 that's fine you know we've got plenty of reacher left you know but over the years inevitably every new book that came out someone asked that same question lee gave the same answer and the closer and closer we got to 21 and then you know he had to keep extending it you you could just feel the temperature in the room drop because people were like no this is terrible we cannot we we need you know we want reacher and he was aware of that so he was torn because he wanted to continue to be able to give readers what they wanted but he was didn't want to get past the point when when he wouldn't be satisfied with the books anymore so he got into this weird mindset where he thought you know if only he could take some magic potion you know become 15 years younger full of energy again you know and then it dawned on him that you know i kind of like am like him 15 years younger and you know with more energy and and more gas in the tank so he decided to ask if i would do it and the way he did it was crazy because um one of my one of my books uh, was coming out it was launched in in uh, january and so because we live in so we live in southern wyoming the uh the nearest big bookstore is in denver so i said to him do you want to come to my event when when the book launches so he said yeah sure we'll go down in my car you know i'll, I'll drive down you can drive back so that's what we did and i wasn't thinking about anything other than the event because you know you're worried that you're going to say something stupid or you're going to trip over your feet or you know something bad is going to happen so that's all I was thinking about. <clears throat> Luckily, the event went fine. And um, on the way back, it was January. We're driving through northern northern Colorado. The weather was abysmal. There was a ground blizzard, you know, where the, the snow just is blowing horizontally in front of the car. We can barely see where we're going. So 99.9% of my focus was just on the driving, which he had anticipated because he just dropped into the conversation. So I'm thinking of retiring. And, you know, it took me by surprise. And looking back, you know, I feel a little guilty because 
if I was a nicer person, I'm sure I would have said, you know, yes, you should retire. You know, you've helped so many people over the years. You've worked so hard. You brought so much pleasure to so many people. Yeah, retire, enjoy the fruits of your labor, you know, have a great time. But instead, I said, what do you mean retire? What's going to happen to Reacher? And he said, well, I thought maybe, you know, you might want to come on board and write, write with me. So um, he knew that I wouldn't be able to have a kind of knee jerk reaction because I was so focused on, on the difficult driving. Uh, he figured I might think about it for a bit longer. So um, that's how he, he sprang it on me. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, seeing the reaction in those rooms when he mentioned there being no more Reacher and, you know, being a Reacher fan myself, I just thought, no, I mean, we can't have no more Reacher, particularly if it would be my fault. So um, I, I said, yeah, let's give it a go. Absolutely. As I said, as as a Reacher fan, um, I'm, I'm thrilled that uh, that it went that way rather than uh, having him bleed out in a motel floor, um, which maybe is, you know, in the works down the road, but but not quite yet. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken to um, a, a couple of authors who who have um, taken over series from um, from other writers. And um, my question to them, and I'll ask you the same question, is a- a- as a writer, when you're in that position where you're taking on a character who was created uh, and whose world was created by somebody else, um, how difficult is that for you um, to to really take that character and to kind of move it forward and and and, and put yourself into it as well. It becomes a little bit of a different um, process rather than, you know, starting from scratch with people that you've created on your own. So how does that work for you? Yeah. I mean, that's an excellent question. And, you know, you've, you've really nailed, you know, the, the, the key, the core of the challenge, but I think we were in a slightly different, well, in fact, a very different position from uh, a lot of people who have continued series that were started by other authors, because um, you know Lee Lee's still with us. It, it, often, when that that happens, um, you know, an author you know passes away, and then there's usually a, a break. And then um, somebody else is approached about the idea of continuing. So for us, it was different because. Um, a, he's still here. You know, B, it was his idea for this to happen. It wasn't something that happened, you know, beyond his control. And, um, you know, on top, you know, we're very similar people being brothers. You know, we, we look at things the same way. We react to things in the same way. The same things please us. The same things annoy us. So, you know, we've got the very much the same sensibility. And on top of that, you know, over the last 25 years, <clears throat> we would hang out and all the time we would we would have these crazy conversations where we would talk about Reacher like he was in the room with us, you know, like he was an extra kind of imaginary brother. We'd always be saying, well, what would Reacher do about this? How would Reacher react to that? And so, you know, that part of, that's really almost like part of the process of writing is when you're thinking, what will the story be? What will the characters do? Why will they do it? How will they feel about it? We were doing all of that just for fun anyway. So, you know, it's taking that, you know, I had one foot firmly in that world for so long, but that part um, was just continuing what we were already doing. Well, what's different about it is that we then have to get it, get those ideas onto the page and, that was the thing I had to focus on the most because, as you know, Lee has a very distinctive style of writing. You know, his voice is is pretty unique. And so, you know, I spent all those years writing my own books, 
deliberately trying not to sound anything like him because you know i wanted i wanted a distinctive voice but then um having to do a kind of 180 degree turn and suddenly sound exactly like him that was the bit that was the most challenging and um that that took the most time because um i had to make sure everything was consistent you know if, if i wanted to describe a motel you know richard often goes and spends the night at a motel it wasn't just a question of how well how would i describe a motel it, w- it would be okay in the past when reach which which stories involved motels how did Lee describe them you know to get the rhythm correct to get the kind of details that he would focus on to give the sense and the feeling of being in that motel I had to make sure that what I did was very much in the same vein as what he had always done so that was really the the, the part in that was that was the biggest challenge so um you know yeah it, it but you know the fact that he's still here and you know he can read what I've done and you know if he th- doesn't think it sounds right he can tell me it's it's it, it you know it I'm not on my own doing it. It's it's um, something that you know he he is there and can help and guide with. Um, you're saying you're not on your own, and it leads me to another question, and that is, um, this is book three um, that you've been involved with. It started with the Sentinel, and then um, Better Off Dead, I believe, came next, and then now No Plan B has um, has the percentage changed a little bit? From, from book one to book three in terms of, of um, you versus Lee? I mean, have you gotten more uh, in-depth control, so to speak, of where things are going as we get to the third and, and further books, or has, has it kind of stayed the same for you? Yeah, I guess it, I guess it has shifted a little because, um, you know, I, I feel like I've kind of, I've been trying to grow into the role really because in in the first one with the sentinel well, there were there were a couple of things about writing that one that were different one one was that that was the only book that I think he's ever done and the only one that we've done together where he really had um a fixed agenda going into it and part of that was that he wanted to he wanted Richard to be brought a little bit more up to date in terms of the technological environment that he existed in. Um, he felt that you know he'd overdone the kind of Luddite aspect of of Reacher and, and that needed a bit of a course correction. So he specifically asked me to to concentrate on that. Um, and I said, sure, we we can absolutely do that. But I I said what I felt was that um, another change over the years was that in the early days, Reacher used to be very witty. He used to be funny and sarcastic, and he used to use that as a kind of an, a, another string to his bow when it came to defeating people. You didn't just have to outwit them. He didn't just have to be stronger and faster than them. He could also dismantle them verbally in a way that was almost laugh out loud funny sometimes. And I said, you know, I think some of that has been has has been diluted over the years and has been lost. So let's go a step forward in terms of the technology, but also a step back in terms of of adding that humor and that that wit back into the character. And Lee thought about it and he hadn't really consciously changed, but he realized that, yeah, something had gone. So that was the, the deliberate approach. That was the first difference of, with that book. But the second thing was the pandemic <clears throat> hit when we were midway through writing it. So we started out, you know, we lived three miles apart. He could just come over. He could just, you know, my office is in the basement. He could just come straight in. We would hang out. We would talk about stuff face to face. 
but then with the pandemic we've both been traveling so we were being conscientious about not not being in the same room and we found it was actually a huge benefit because what we were doing then was we were emailing the document back and forth so when you know if if a document arrived on his computer he would just open it and start reading it exactly like somebody who'd bought the book in a bookstore would do or borrowed it from a library would do it, because when you're together you can't help but kind of introduce what you've done you know you're going to say you know so here's this scene I've written and this is how it follows on and this is why I think it's important and this is what I think it could lead to and this is the what I'm trying you know you can't then read it with a fresh pair of eyes because you've heard, you know, you've had it positioned in that way. But if you just open your computer and read it, the words either stand up or they don't. So it actually improved the process. So we've continued that process, even though now we can get together when we want and we can be in this, you know, we still work in that way because it was actually, it made things quicker and more efficient because if something wasn't working, it was obvious immediately and it could go and we could be replaced. Whereas opposed to kind of, you know, you're dancing around it a little bit if you're face to face and you, you know, so we kept going with that same process. But I think over that time, you know, I, I just, got a little more confident about if I felt something was really important that should be in or really important that shouldn't be in, or if we had an idea about, you know, the, the whole process is always us saying, well, okay, so what happens next? What does Reacher do next? What does the bad guy do next? And, um, you know, I think, you know, having done it three times now, um, you know, I'm more confident now in saying to him, no, this is what's going to happen next, or no, it can't be that other way. And the same when we're dealing with the editors too, because, um, you know, I think I've, you know, I've, I've been doing it long enough now that, that I, that I can do that. You know, you, you're touching on something else in terms of your, your process. And there was a, um, a note that I made and it came out of um, some of the publicity materials that, that was sent over to me. And uh, the notion that, um, and I'm going to read straight from this, that uh, Lee and Andrew don't plan out their books. Um, they let Reacher choose his own path. And, and that, to me, I, I, I just can't really wrap my head around how um, what your process is where, where you're not really planning and, and figuring where are we going with this. So is that accurate? I mean, is that how you guys do it? You're just kind of letting things develop as they develop without really having it sorted out ahead of time? Yeah, I'm oversimplifying, I mean, I, obviously, but but that's kind of what my really my, my question's coming from. Yeah, and I, I think you know it's a really interesting point because everybody approaches writing a book in a in a slightly different way. You know, there there are extremes in terms of some people who will plan and outline their book in enormous detail, and other people that will do absolutely none. And you know, Lee would always say that he didn't plan at all. But but I think what's really a more accurate description is that the planning that he does is is distributed throughout the book. You know, he doesn't have a planning phase where he decides exactly what's going to happen in every scene until you reach the end. What he does is he will think about the beginning. How should we begin the book? We'll, we'll begin it like this. And then there's a pause while you think about what happens next. Then you write that. Then there's another pause where you think. So the, there's, there is an enormous amount of planning that goes into the books. It's just that it's not all done in one united block at the beginning. It's broken up throughout. And um, having experienced that, um, you know, I've got a couple of sort of reactions to it. One is that it's kind of scary because if you have 
an outline or a plan. That's almost like, you know, you're on the highway writing the book, but you've got the safety net below you that you can always rely on to catch you if, if you if you put a foot wrong. If you don't have the plan or the outline, you don't have anything like that. So it is a bit scary. But at the same time, I think that's part of what, you know, the writing in the Reacher books comes across as sort of, you know, bold and confident. And I think part of that is you have to be, if you if you don't have a safety net, you have to be very confident and bold. So I think that comes across. But what I also think the most important thing, the most the biggest benefit is that every decision that Reacher or the bad guys make is consistent because and, and makes sense on a kind of you know gut feel level. Because I think there's a danger if you outline things in advance when you're not really right there in the in the midst of the action you if you just a you know a tiny bit if, if you're one degree off on your first decision and then another degree off on your next decision and then before long you're going in completely the wrong direction and if you're committed to that because you spent so long coming up with that outline i think the book goes off the rails sometimes and you wind up with characters doing things that the reader just says well wait a minute why would they they wouldn't do that there's another there's another solution that's so much more obvious so much more sensible that's what they would have done maybe you end up with a story that almost um becomes a contrivance rather than kind of an evolution out of uh, the events that are taking place on the pages and i think that comes across in 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 books yeah, I, I can see it in other books that I've read where where um, it seemed that you know things were plotted out to that extent, and it it became we have to force the story into the outline that we did you know eight months ago, and it it it, it comes across. So that's it's an interesting approach, and it it it, it works for you guys, and it's terrific. Um, you touched on something earlier, and I I, I have to obviously ask the question. Um, Reacher's relationship with his brother is an interesting one, and you don't see Joe that often. Um, and you know he he's gone, but but um, that relationship is 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 an important aspect of Reacher's character. So I'm going to ask you and put you on the spot and ask you how much of uh, the Reacher and Joe relationship is there in the Lee and Andrew relationship? Yeah, I mean that's that's a very interesting one because. When I first read Killing Floor, you know, and and I found, you know, there's this at the time, um, you know, I, I guess I I probably, you know, I had I had really really sh- short hair at the time, you know, shaved just like like Joe was described in the book, and you know, there was a moment when I'm like, wait a minute, this this you know brutally, you know, this brutally you know beaten up body was his brother, and it's you know this, this sounds similar to me physically. You know, there was a moment. I'm like, wait a minute, is he trying to tell me something here? But, um, you know, I think there is a, a definite, def- there are definite things that, that that parallel the two relationships because, you know, a key thing about Joe and Jack was that, you know, they were constantly uprooted, taken to other places, other military bases around the world where they grow up. So the only constant <clears throat> was each other. And they also always had each other's backs. And, you know, that is absolutely true about Lee and me. You know, we, you know, throughout our lives, we've, we've, lots of different things have happened to us in different places for different reasons. And we always know, you know, if, you know, if you need a $100,000 in cash, an unmarked gun and a false passport, you know, we, we know where to go to get, you know, 
he he I, I would call him he would call me and um so you know we we've been that constant factor for each other and we do we do have each other's back so i think that is is um, certainly something that i recognize um <clears throat> reacher again his 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 character and his 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 demeanor i mean he's always he's moving he's he does not have these roots but um do you see any aspect in him where there's the occasional look back to things that happened in his past and gee i wonder what happened to such and such a person or i wonder what she's up to nowadays is there any any sense ever that reacher kind of misses that connection I think, yeah, I think there's there's a constant kind of internal tension with Reacher because you know he he is alone. He's he's not exactly lonely, but he's kind of conscious of of worrying that he might be one day lonely. And so um, it, it is as if there's a kind of golden period when he was in the military, when he was running the special investigators unit, and he had that very close relationship with, with those members. And one or two times Lee did explore that. You know, that that was a big theme in Bad Luck and Trouble, for example, um, which actually is going to be the next uh, book that's that's um, adapted for TV. Um, so yeah, there are certain times where you you do see that kind of fierce loyalty that Reacher has for people he feels a connection to. But I think that that's always going to play second fiddle to his need to keep moving. It's, he just has to keep moving. It's it's something that he cannot, cannot fight, cannot help, cannot fight. He always has to be moving on to the next place. So um, that, that's another interesting tension, I think. Between those well, that, two that, that question comes from me as, as a reader who, um, who genuinely cares about Reacher. And, you know, I look at, you know, where is he going to end up? And I don't want to see him bleeding out alone on a motel floor. And there's this, I guess, again, without being, you know, having that character where, you know, you, you're, you're always moving and always going forward. To me, I just I just want to see him happy down the road, you know, and it's it's just that's just on a personal level. You know, we as readers have become attached to this character and, and, you know, we, we care about what happens to him and what will happen to him. So that's, that's where that's coming from. So take good care of him down the road. Okay. Um, I will. <laughs> where's he going next? Anything else on the horizon for him or do we not know yet? Yeah, well, we we know some um, because you know Lee's tradition was that we, was always to start the next book on the first of September, because um, I don't know if you'd heard this before, but that was when he started writing Killing Floor. He'd lost his job in TV, so first of September, whatever year that was, he sat down to to become a writer. So partly, kind of sentimentally, he likes the anniversary. But also because, you know, if you have to write a book a year, then that means you've actually got to start writing a book every year. So it makes sense to have a, a fixed point. So we keep up that tradition. We started on September the 1st this year. Um, so we know what's we, we with this next book. We know how Reacher gets into trouble, um, but partly because of that kind of distributed planning idea. Um, we don't yet know how he gets himself out of trouble again so uh, that is something that we are having fun kicking around between us figuring out you know the next step to uh, get reacher back on the straight and narrow um okay so that takes care of um 
towards again with, with just touching on the surface here of, of um, Andrew Child. Let's go over and flip switches and Andrew Grant. What have you got coming down the road with your own with your own books? Well, you know, that's thank you for asking because you know I was having a lot of fun with the series I was working on uh, before uh, getting getting on board with Lee. Um, and I've got lots more ideas for that, and I really want to keep going with it because I was having having a lot of fun. But up until now, I haven't been able to because um, Reacher has has just taken up all of my time. So um, I'm still hoping that I will be able to write more of the janitor books um, because I, I love doing them. Um, so that's my goal. Um, I haven't made very much progress towards achieving it in the last three years but uh, i'm hoping that uh, further down the road uh, as we get more efficient at, uh, at, at doing the the reacher books together that i will have time to continue with the janitor because there are there are there are lots more adventures that uh, that he needs to be involved in i hope so we're going to look forward to seeing that as well um thank you so much for taking the time out today it's really been a thrill talking to you i love the book um, and I was so happy to be able to read it before everybody else because I got an advanced copy and I'm thrilled. Um, it's terrific. Uh, the book is No Plan B, Lee Child and Andrew Child. Um, Andrew, thanks again for joining us. And um, we're going to look forward to seeing Reacher down the road and we're going to look forward to seeing the janitor again down the road when we get back to him. Okay. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks ever so much. It's been a real pleasure getting to talk today and I hope that we can do it again very soon. I look forward to it. And with that, I will uh, turn the page on this edition of our podcast. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.